what has been your favorite year thus far freshman sophomore or junior sophomore year what is your favorite bar on campus moonies favorite dining hall trillia favorite drunk food on campus louis statler salad or terrace salad no salad Olin, Mann, or Uris Library to study on a Sunday. What about Catherwood? Like freshman year, I used to crank out in the stacks, like if I had papers due. But now I got better at papers, so I don't take. So sure that's long. all you did in the stacks? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Drink and Tell. Amanda and I have been really missing college and just how much easier things were then. And it's just going to be nice for us to kind of, I think, reflect back. Hopefully, everyone can use a little bit of positivity. But we'll be bringing on Amanda's sister, Kayla, to talk about what college is like today. And I feel like these poor students are getting some of the best four years taken. They were some of the best years of our life. You know, we made memories. We grew as people. I met you, for example, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't take any of those experiences back. It's so important to make sure that you appreciate every single opportunity, every single moment, and not take anything for granted. That said, it's four years, right? You don't have to do everything your first semester. You don't have to wait until your last semester to do things. A couple of key things I learned very quickly were rate my professors. That's a very important website if you don't know about it already. Second, be aware of Hunch Punch, also known as Jungle Juice. It is essentially a mixture of different alcoholic beverages and different types of juices. So the terms are interchangeable. But beware, Nika, just because it's sugary and sweet doesn't mean low alcohol by volume. With that, why don't we start diving into our experience? I went into my first semester freshman year in a long distance relationship. Actually, he just got engaged this past weekend. So that's a little life update. I wouldn't say I regretted that by any stretch of the imagination. It was great, but it it definitely does to an extent kind of hold you back from meeting new people. It's a hooking up culture in college. And the minute people find out you have a boyfriend, it's like guys don't really want to talk to you anymore. I actually had something similar my freshman year. I was not dating, but we were sort of dating this guy. And he actually came to visit me my freshman year in college. He stayed for a week and I had so much fun with him, but I'll never forget, you know, he wanted to stay together and said, I'll essentially wait four years for you, Amanda. What? You're going to wait four (laughs) years? Absolutely not. That's not happening. And I closed it there. I told him, you know, let's move on, have fun in college. And little do you know, he has a girlfriend today and here I am still single. Flashback to freshman year. I still talk to my roommates today. They were the best people in the world. They helped me through so much. I was definitely very naive, very fragile my freshman year, first semester 
in particular before joining a sorority, I didn't even know how to dress Anika. I didn't have, you know, raincoats. I didn't have winter coats. I didn't know what it was like to experience a season. Yeah, roommates were the only thing getting me through freshman year. Plus, they ensured that I would never be eating a meal alone. Can we focus on RPCC brunch for a minute? Oh, everything about RPCC was so good. I dream of RPCC brunch to date. Like, you guys, it was make your own pancake station, make your own egg station. They had dim sum. They had, like, hash browns. Rodeo bar. Literally anything and everything you could have imagined. And it was one meal swipe. Dude, my lineage and I, we used to go to RPCC brunch instead of, like, Linden's. Speaking of food, freshman 15 absolutely was a thing. I got so chubby. I remember I would always hit after going out the calzones in nasties. And then Ben and Jerry's ice cream was my weakness. I always had a tub in the fridge. Dude, those were the best things ever. I Nasties was amazing. I was a sucker for sweet chili wings from Nasties. I don't know why, but that was always what I would get. But For whatever reason, for me, it wasn't freshman 15. It was sophomore 15. Yeah, I feel like it was like freshman 15 and then sophomore five or something for me. Like definitely was still like treading towards like a disaster. And I tried out actually for the club tennis team. Fun fact at Cornell. And I won more matches than I lost for the first round. I didn't make the cut for the second round. So it's fine. It was pretty salty at the time, but it's it's all good now. It wasn't until second semester of freshman year where I was like, wait, I can do other things. I thought I had to be in the library all the time. I thought I had to be studying all the time. And then I joined clubs, I joined a sorority, and I found groups of people that valued the same things that I did and made more friends. Like I felt so much more comfortable. You kind of have to accept, and this might sound kind of harsh, but like you kind of have to accept that you're an adult now, like you're, you're away from home and you may as well make the most of the situation that you're in. That makes me so sad when people like walk away from college, not feeling that way. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. It's all in your hands and how amazing it is really depends on how far you go to get there. So for me, that was going out for me. It was being sure that I met as many people as I could, that I joined clubs I was interested in, that I joined a sorority that I thought I would be a good fit for. Speaking of sororities, is it an appropriate time to dive into that process? It was a nightmare. Ithaca is brutal in the middle of winter. And the way that girls sorority rush worked is it was in the dead of winter. You came back I think one or two weeks before classes started, it was like mid-January, and you basically had 15 minutes to go in between houses. And if you were just walking across all of Cornell's campus, it can take up to like 30 minutes. So just to put that in perspective, you were basically running up and down hills in boots because it was snowing, blizzarding, whatever. And then you would take your shoes off really quickly, put on heels or whatever shoes you were wearing, and then go in line to each house. I just want to put additional perspective from my perspective specifically. My last name is Yellen. So I was at the end of the list. I was at the end of every single line to go into the house. So our groups were like 30 to 50 people. And I'll never forget, I made a rookie mistake. I wore open-toed heels. I almost thought I was going to get frostbite. I was so cold, freezing. My toes were like purple at that point. And I'll never forget that experience. So one of the best parts about joining a sorority was that you got wet week. Wet week was a week long 
full of fun events with different fraternities across campus. So each night, Monday to Friday, you got an event and usually it'd have a fun theme associated to it. So I'll share a quick funny story. These were like the real problems, you know, that college students face. Do I go to the party or do I stay in and study for the exam? Literally. So I chose, because remember what I said earlier, guys, you have to be really strategic on how you use your time and plan it accordingly. So I chose to do both. I dressed up, went to the fraternity, had a couple of drinks, and then I hit the library after. Yep, I hit the library after. I um, am dying. And I showed up with my snow pants or no pants outfit to the library and I tried to study. And then I took the exam the next day and I will not share with you guys what I got on that exam, but it wasn't good. Hopefully after the curve it was though. The first night of wet week is something you do not want to miss because for context, like we had, what was it? Eight weeks or six weeks of dry period, which meant like if you get caught, if you got caught drinking during those six weeks, you could get in trouble with the house. So wet week was the first night where everyone was like, quote unquote, legally allowed to drink together. And it was like, you do not want to miss that, especially as a freshman. Yeah, it was a time to just enjoy, go crazy, dress up, hang out with these random girls that are now your sisters and put up that little sorority sign and just have fun, get to hang out with guys. Looking back, Amanda, those really were some of the easiest days. Let's fast forward to sophomore year. So we're in the house living in a big sorority house with 30 people. I think the best parts for me, I'd say, were having a closet that was, you know, 25 times larger than normal. That was so fun. I did live in a triple again, but I'm still best friends today with my two roommates, Tiana and Adriana. Shout out to you ladies and the butterfly triple suite on the third floor of the house. You kind of separate a bit from your freshman year peeps. So the people that you perhaps met in the dining halls, the people that you met in your classes, you know, you kind of have this new group of friends. Yeah. I mean, Nisha is one of my best friends today and we had to work at staying in touch in college after not living on the same floor. We were like planning dinners, library dates, going out together, et cetera. Like it's really the only way to do it to actually stay in touch. Finding moment of our sophomore year was being on probation. We were not allowed to be more than six girls at the same party. But I think Amanda, the best part was all of the date nights that we planned and we would call it like dinner with friends. We had to essentially become really creative. I think as a pledge class, it made us a lot closer because we had to go through that together and really figure out a way to make it fun, but also abide by the guidelines. For that year, it was definitely like you could tell who was going to become better friends with who, but like that's inevitable, right? Like you're not going to be best friends with 62 girls. Let's talk about junior year, Nika. That was the best year, um, or at least my favorite year. We lived together in 9G, which we still reference today all the time, like the 9Gs, the OGGs. Our rooming situation worked out somehow. There were six of us sharing a one-half bathroom. Literally the ninth floor, which was the penthouse, not to brag, not to brag. Oh, yeah. Great views. Great views of the sunset. But we had fun in that apartment, and we also trashed it. My favorite 9G event, it wasn't even a 9G event, but it was the date night at Mooney's that turned into screw because oh, they yes. wanted to go with someone and that someone was like okay 
I'm only going to go if I bring my friends. And then we ended up going with like this group of guys that were all best friends. We all ended up loving them, went to Mooney's, had a time and a half. And like now they're still like our best guy friends. Mooney's was so fun. It was like a little mini club. It was much bigger in space. It had a nice popcorn machine. Yes. We forgot to mention Cornell has like three bars for Literally. maybe for pushing it. One of them is like dedicated to Wednesday night fish bowls. The other one was dedicated to Thursday nights LITs. And then you had Loco for Friday nights and karaoke Tuesdays. Very limited options. So then your Saturday when you wanted to get like the most lit, you had to revert to Mooney's, which was a bit farther, but a good time for sure. That is so true. And Mooney's always had those like pong tournaments guest bartending do you remember didn't you trivia and I nights yeah i didn't bartend no i was really upset i forgot where i was i had a different event maybe it was adriana and kate. kate yeah second semester junior year i decided to run for president and i had two houses thank you mr yellen papa ron um for helping me out there i had such a good time in 9G that I didn't want to leave. So I decided to keep my lease for the second semester, but then I was also forced to move into the sorority house. The best part was that you having that house meant that we had full access to that kitchen. Yes. And I feel like we took some pretty good advantage of that. Oh yes, I, I would like bring home like stuff sometimes. Yeah. Last thing I'd say about junior year from my perspective was I think I peaked that year. I think I got invited to like three date nights in one night. And oh my gosh, such a big problem. Which date night do I go to? Yeah, literally. Freshman year, you're figuring it out. Sophomore year, you're living in a sorority house and you're kind of defined by that. And then junior year is the first time where you like have an apartment, you choose your roommates. People choose to go abroad or they choose to stay and there's really no wrong answer. For us, Amanda, I would say like, our friend group consciously made the decision for the most part not to go abroad and that made us yeah. so much closer. So senior year is basically defined by four weeks of my life, which <laughs> of which I went out every single night. So 25 nights in a row, it wasn't 28 nights. I know I'm a loser. Senior year for me was that basically going out every single night and basically crying every other night about graduating. That explains it so well. I'm like a little nervous now to share my perspective of the senior <laughs> years because starting off going out 25 nights in a row, that is just an accomplishment. Okay. You deserve an award for that, Anika. We had people, we had like a following. People were like responding to our stories like, are you guys going out tonight? Like date, like night 20, night 21. And we're like, oh my gosh. So one thing I loved about you, Anika, was because you were always down to go out. Senior year was just so amazing on so many different levels. I lived in 140, which was a 30-person house. There were nights where in our basement, we would throw beer pong tournaments. We would throw gauntlets and just invite people over. I didn't have classes Mondays or Fridays. I had a, a job by that point. No worries. It was just really making the most of the time I had left. And I'll never forget graduation party, even like the last wine tours that we went on. I crossed off many things on the list of things to do at Cornell. I forgot what that list was called. Do you remember? 161 things to do. Yeah. I'm not going to go into them in detail, but I crossed 
I think number one off. So if you go look, you can see what I did. But other things I'd say, you know, our graduation party was so fun. I'd say like our senior trips, like going to Cancun, that was some of the best memories. Everyone went on that trip. um, And I, you know, literally done spring break the previous two years before. But I think the senior year experience was like all the feels. I agree. It was senior year was literally... Everyone was friends with everyone because there was no reason not to be. There was no drama. There was no, like, crying unless you were me and were just sad about graduating. But, like, it was just a very fun time where everyone's like, guys, we have, you know, nine months left on campus. Let's make the most of it. Why don't we bring on someone who was in actually the prime of their college years? Kayla! Can we leave that as our introduction for Kayla? (laughs) (laughs) Kayla! All right, guys, super excited to welcome my very own sister, Kayla Yellen, to share some insights, share her perspective. I'll turn it over to her to give her age, you know, what school she goes to, what she's doing this summer, as well as whether she will be returning to campus in the fall in a couple of months. Kayla, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, guys, on Drink and Tell. My name is Kayla. I'm 21. I go to Cornell University. I'm working in investment banking. It was supposed to be in New York City, but now it's an online internship. I know that you just celebrated your birthday a couple weeks ago and like you were in quarantine alone in Florida. Like how how did that make you feel? How was it? Um, are you planning on doing a belated celebration back on campus? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty depressing to be honest. Ah, listening to you describe that, but um, <laughs> given the circumstances, I think Amanda did a really great job planning an alternative birthday party for myself. However, I was very upset by the fact that I wasn't able to celebrate on campus since my birthday was like right after finals. It was like two days before finals ended. Like I wanted to go back to New York City and like potentially go out with friends and get like a hotel room. And then like the next week as a family, we were supposed to go to Las Vegas. Can you tell us a little bit about how it was studying in a virtual environment once we got to Florida and you had to go virtual online? I like did not like it at all. <laughs> I think That's it was fine. I think it was pretty invaluable to be honest compared to like the kind of prices that you're paying to get an education. Like there's not much that you could teach over Zoom versus like what you can do in an in-class um, experience. Specifically like I was in a course called negotiation and conflict resolution and that's a class like that's 60% attendance based solely because like every single class that you attend is a different type of like negotiation um, simulation that you go through with your classmates. So navigating that on Zoom was definitely a weird experience and props to the professor who did an amazing job given the circumstances, but just not having like that in-person experience, being able to hang out with your friends, um, have your extracurricular activities, which I think is a bigger part of college versus just Mm -hmm. like the classes itself really kind of defeated the purpose for me. If next semester was online as well. I don't, I wouldn't be too confident in the fact that I would be willing to do that again. Yeah, I think it's tough because the majority, the best part of the four years is really being able to be on campus and be with everyone and 
as much as you love your family, it's also like getting used to being away from your family. So I don't know. I really do feel for you, Kayla. No, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be interesting. I don't think at least for the next two years, like college is going to be the same at all. I know they were talking a lot about like for sorority recruitment, we got like an email from internationals and they were saying like, oh, we're going to do online recruitment now. Like, oh, wow, this is going to be the new normal. Um, or if that doesn't work out, I'm sure they won't even do recruitment at all. Even like my business fraternity, we can't do our recruitment and our pledging process. I think the next two years at least are going to be a completely different experience for students. Can you share your perspective on the university reopening plan since deactivating campus back in March? Yeah, I think um, I'm honestly very happy that the university is deciding to open. I want to come back for my senior year, and it'd be really unfortunate to those who aren't able to go back for the last few semesters at their own campus. At the same time, I want to be really cautiously optimistic about going back on campus just because I know there are universities that have said that they were going to be in person and then ended up reversing their decision because it wasn't something that they could come, they could follow through with. And so I just want to be like ready for any type of change at any moment, because I know that this whole situation is evolving over time. Honestly, Cornell and Penn are the only two Ivies that have made a decision to allow individuals to come back on campus. So as much as I am very excited about that, I want to be very cautious in terms of, you know, my own practices when I get back on campus, but also with the fact that the university could change its decision at any time or even like the protocols that they've initially announced. Has there been any communications on the plans for athletics, sports for this fall? All of that is so important to some people, whether you're on a sports team or whether you're just going to the event and sitting and having a beer and standing and cheering on Big Red in the stands. Have, have they communicated anything about that? They haven't made any official announcement to students who aren't on sports teams, but I've heard through word of mouth, it's potential that they made an announcement on the news that um, the Ivy League canceled all sports for the fall. That's something that's like pretty disappointing, honest, obviously, for like the athletes who, you know, their sport does fall within the fall and they're a senior. But honestly, I'm not very surprised. Like if they can't have professional sports, I can't really see how they would, you know, have university sports, especially when the Ivy League tends to have sports that aren't necessarily as profitable as some of like the bigger schools and their football programs and, you know, sports of that nature. So not too surprised. Obviously, it's very sad for the fall athletes, but hopefully they can figure out some kind of plan for the spring right. to have some type of program then. Right. Can you just give us um, a few highlights of what you need to do as a student moving forward, whether masks are required, whether you can participate in extracurriculars? I haven't read the report in full, but some of the things that I know that we will have to do is whenever we're on campus... We're going to have to wear masks. I think they're going to rotate classrooms so that no two classrooms are used consecutively without it being sanitized beforehand. I believe that the dining options are going to be takeout only. Gatherings have to adhere to the guidelines of New York. So I believe that's 50 or less people. Mm -hmm. And then supposedly we're supposed to be getting tested on campus every five days, which I know is a huge undertaking and I'm curious to see how that pans out. Those are some of the key highlights of what I know. One last question, and this is kind of a fun one, but 
what is the first thing you're going to do when you go back to campus, whenever that is? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I think the first thing that I want to do is obviously, like, see as many people as I can. And I think go out, have a good time. And again, that was a good question. I was going to say I want to go back and go to CTB and sit outside and order bagels and sangria. That was the first thing that came to mind. Wait, but CTV doesn't exist now. I know, which is so depressing. Well, I think they're moving it across the street. And then they opened a new one like five minutes away. So it's not a big deal. All right, Kayla. Well, thank you so much for moving across the house today um, to join us (laughs) on this podcast. We appreciate it. Any last words you want to share to all the college students out there that may be listening? Yeah, I mean, it's really great to finally get promoted by the Drink and Tell staff. You know, I went from being the editor, the chief editor, and then I transitioned into the chief financial officer. And now I'm being featured on the podcast as a special guest. So it's really been a great time. That's a wrap. We're just going to end there. Thank you, Kayla, for joining us. Always a pleasure with you. Thanks, guys.